DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. So I congratulate you, Hall of Famers. So I need to be in the presence Thank of you. radio royalty. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. This is a big deal. Big deal. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. We love y'all, man. Thank you for being the people's champs. Probably the greatest. I'll drill y'all. Yo 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 Peace to the planet is Thursday Yes it's Thursday We all walking in here acting like we didn't just get here but we all literally just walked in I still got my coat on I ain't got down on my knees and prayed yet and yeah, I a, lost my key card, so I was just waiting for you in the elevator. Yeah, but it didn't make no sense, though, because you in the elevator waiting because you don't have your key card. Uh, uh, producer Eddie's in the elevator waiting because he don't have his key card. I'm like, what, everybody got fired and nobody told me? Nah, we was just waiting for you. We seen you pulling up, so we just like, we just going to wait in the elevator till you come. All right. Well, congratulations. Oh, thank you. What if I was just a little bit late? Like 30 <laughs> seconds. I don't then know. The whole show would have been off just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yep. It would have just been instrumentals playing. Absolutely. Because no key card. Nobody had no key card. Taking my shoes off. Got to put my slides on. All and I, right. All and I'm right. still a little sore from yesterday because yesterday was a leg day. Okay. When I was working out. So, you know, we here though. Ah, well, stretch. it's Thursday. Uh, we got a special guest joining us in a little bit. Oh, man. DJ Jazzy Jeff. The legendary Jazzy Jeff. Yes. From I, I guess, yeah, you still got to say DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Friends, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where it started. Yeah, that's where it started. That's where it started. So I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that, that conversation. But he's got a, a podcast. He's right. actually a host of the Bel Air podcast. Correct. The Bel Air show that comes on Peacock. Yep. Um, I believe every Thursday. Every Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Every, every, every Thursday. Today. Yeah, yeah so. every Thursday. So we'll he'll be here to talk about that, bit. amongst other things. Mm-hmm. And then also we got front page news. Uh, you have no idea what we're doing. No, in front page Supreme news? Court hearings. I spoke to Taylor this morning on the way. And okay, I, I, okay. I, I decided so let me call her. Let's let's work this out so we know exactly we're on the same page. Okay. We got to talk about the Supreme Court hearing yesterday. Uh, Kentaji Brown Jackson. She teared up a little bit, and we'll tell you why. All right. So we'll get to that next. So don't move. Because that hot breakfast. white breath that was coming at her <laughs> that whole time. <laughs> a little bit of that too, but we'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right. Sweet 16. It's going to happen tonight. Begins tonight. You got a favorite team, Charlemagne? No. Arkansas no. takes on Gonzaga. Uh, Michigan, Villanova, Houston, Arizona, Texas Tech takes on Duke. So we'll see how that holds up. Yeah, I like stories, though. So, I mean, you know, when it comes to stories, it's dope. It would be dope to see, you know, this be... Krasewski's, whatever the hell his name is, last year. And, you know, they won a championship. Yeah, so that's... Like stories. That's the first Sweet 16 second half starts tomorrow. Now ask me about the women. What about the women? What's your favorite team? Come on, now don't be stupid. South you Carolina Gamecocks. Drop one of Kuz Bond for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Okay, Lady Gamecocks. All right, Don Staley, what's happening? Come on, now. That's my wife's alma mater. That's the crib right there. Now they're saying uh, the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for athletes are going to be lifted today. Mayor Eric Adams will lift the city's COVID-19 vaccine mandate on athletes uh, today, allowing Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving to play at the Barclays Center on Sunday. Oh, I did see that. And Yankees and Mets will be able to play as well. But, you know, uh, healthcare workers, police officers, uh, firefighters, uh, anybody that was fired because of that is pretty upset right now about that. Yeah, I agree. So do they get their jobs back? 
Because to me, it's just like when you legalize marijuana in certain places. When you legalize marijuana in certain places, you should let people out for marijuana offenses. It's the same thing. You got to get them people their job back now that the mandate's over, right? I I think so. It would only make sense. I definitely think so. Uh, Also, airlines are asking Biden to drop mass mandates and test requirements for travelers. They said they're tired of it. They said it just creates mass hysteria. They just want the fact that you have to wear a mask to no longer happen. So if you're flying, if you're in the airport, if you're on on your favorite plane... They're trying to get those uh, mask mandates taken off as well. All right. Kentaji Brown Jackson. Yesterday was day three of her Supreme Court hearings, and it got a little nasty. Senator Ted Cruz, well, he spoke to her, and uh, it wasn't a, a, a conversation. I think it was an attack. Chairman Durbin, will you allow her to answer the question? You won't allow her to answer I, I, I will happily allow her to. The question is, Senator, why thank you set Stewart an egregious child pornography possessor? So, chairman Durbin, I've never seen the chairman refuse to allow a witness to answer a question. You can bang it as loud as you want. Well, I can just Pause. tell you, at some point, you have to follow the rules. Okay, will you let her answer the question? You've, you've been uh, interrupting. Me? And by the way, with Senator Graham, it went 10 minutes over. Senator Coons. Will you let, so no, you don't want her to answer the question? Apparently, Judge we're Judge. very afraid of the American people hearing the answer to that question. We hear- I mean, it's a combination of all types of things, right? I'm sure that they're highly upset that it's a, you know, black person being appointed to the Supreme Court, a black woman at that, and it's the Democrats appointing them. And I think it's a lot of get back for, uh, you know, the Kavanaugh hearings, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they, they went hard against Kavanaugh during his confirmation hearings. So I think it's a lot of combination of all of those different things that causes... Stuff like that to happen. Oh, here's Senator Graham speaking with her. Did you watch the Kavanaugh hearings? No, sir. Are you familiar what happened in the Kavanaugh hearings? Senator, Generally. <clears throat> Senator, your time is... Well, please, Mr. Chairman. I, to be honest, it's a minute and 47 seconds. She filibustered every question I had, and she has a right to give an answer. You were here for Kavanaugh. If she's confused about what happened, some people on the other side had an accusation against Judge Kavanaugh that during high school... Uh, he sexually assaulted somebody. He was ambushed. Senator, she's had nothing to do with the cause. No, but Kavanaugh I'm Academy. asking her about you won't, you won't how, how she response. may feel about what y'all did. Didn't I tell you? I told yes. you that, that that's a lot of get back for what happened in the Kavanaugh hearing. But what does that got to do with me? The GOP feel like the Cap, that Brett Kavanaugh got done dirty in his hearings and Democrats attacked him in his, in his hearings. So that's what they're returning the favor right now. That ain't got nothing to do with me. And I also don't want to hear no Republican talking about, um, you know, somebody filibustering. All right. right? <laughs> like, I don't want to hear that. Well, Kentaji, she talks about what she plans to do and what she plans to inspire. What do you say to some of them who may doubt that they can one day achieve the same great heights that you have? I hope to inspire people to try to follow this path because I love this country, because I love the law, because I think it is important that we all invest in our future and the young people are the future. And so I want them to know that they can do and be anything. They attacked that sister like crazy. Yeah. I told you it's all get back. I mean, it's, it's, it's one reason she's black. Mm-hmm. She's a woman. Mm-hmm. But it's also a lot to get back for, you know, how they feel Democrats did Kavanaugh and his confirmation era. Now, lastly, she did have some support. Senator Cory Booker. Nobody's going to steal the joy of that woman in the street or the calls that I'm getting or the texts Nobody's going to steal that joy. You have earned this spot. You are worthy. You are a great American. That is the story of how you got to this desk. 
And so you faced insults here that were shocking to me. Well, actually not shocking. Right. But you shocking. are here because of that kind of love. I respect what Cory Booker said. I appreciated what Cory Booker said, but I really wish he would have checked those old ass senators before he said that, you know, to that mm-hmm. sister. Because that, that, that speech Cory gave, you know, was about racial progress. Giving that speech in the face of such bigotry. It's a little disingenuous, not disingenuous, but it's just like, I don't know what the word is, but it's just a little strange when you see all of this bigotry going on and you give a speech about racial progress. Got to check them old ass senators in that moment and then love on that sister. Absolutely. And please remember, it's still a conservative majority uh, in in the Supreme Court. It's still a numbers game, 6-3. So, you know, this is a great move. It's a historic move, but it's not a move that's going to preserve democracy. The court needs to be expanded and you need like four of, of of her. That's right. That's what you need. All right. You need like four of her after you expand the court. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051 if you need to vent. Phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. And, and let the record say I'm only saying her because I'm scared to pronounce her name and there's nobody in here to correct me because I know Envy can't pronounce it either. Correct. What's her last name? Kentaji? That's not her last name. See what I'm saying? No, I mean, you're asking Jackson. You don't Jack- pronounce Jackson? Her last name not Jackson, is it? Yes, it is. It is? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, Supreme Court, soon to be Supreme Court Justice Jackson. There you, there go. you go. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hey, good morning. What's Hello? your name? Hey. What's your name, mama? Uh, Taylor. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Shout out to Duval. Duval! Oh, Hold on, you mean yeah. Little Duval or Duval County? Duval County. Uh, both. <laughs> both. Okay, okay. What's, What's up, up Taylor? Get it off your chest. Uh, so, I got a quick question. Like, not to, not to, like, down any of the black men in my city, but, like, why does it take so long for them to, like, realize that, like, okay, now I need to get a job so I can have a wife, so we can have a family, <laughs> so I can get her kids? Like, it's like, even if, even if they've never been to jail, they don't got kids, it's like they don't realize that they need a 40-hour job till they're 32. Like, I don't understand that. There's a movie, there's actually a great documentary that explains, uh, you know, that syndrome. It's called Baby Boy. It stars Tyrese and Snoop Dogg and Ving Rhames. Oh, my God. Like, you should watch it. No, for seriously, you should watch it, and you can see the maturation a from a boy to a man. It is a documentary. What do you, why, why are you so mean? I'm not mean. I'm just, because it's, like it's like at a certain point, it's like, why do I have to keep waiting? You want men to get their life together. Yes, and it's like, as a woman, like, I, I'm 28, and now I own a house. So it's not like I'm looking for a man who has a house and has this and has that, but, like, I don't want you to live with your mama, like, you can't, you can't call me your girlfriend and still depend on your mama. You know, they all, they all depend on yourself. I agree. They yeah. always talk about, Thank you know, mama. girls physically maturing faster than boys. That's a fact. But I think they, they mature mentally and emotionally as well. Absolutely. But it's not all men, because if you look at not trying to just call our race out, but if you look at white men, if you look at Asian men, if you look at some Hispanic men, nope. they see things differently. That's not true. They they just as immature. I don't know why y'all swear the grass is green on the whiter side. It's not. I'm not saying they're immature, but I'm saying they're willing to risk it earlier and get their shit together. They don't have they don't have the same op- the obstacles, yes. you know, and, and systemic but oppression. Even- 
that we do. True. We know we have these obstacles. Women have these. Black women have obstacles as well. That we is true. That is true. That too. is true. Why you make? Still get us together. So it's like you can't keep making excuses for for somebody. You're like, right, man. We don't. We're going to work hard. We're going to try to get our stuff together. You okay? may, I, I I agree with you on a lot of levels. I am not. Even, I can't even sit here and say that you're wrong. There's a lot of us that definitely do need uh, to grow up and mature. Correct. Hello, who's this? What's the word? Envious Mellow. Mellow, what up? Get it off your chest. Yo, man, I'm having a ball, man. Like I said, I just want to know as far as in the world where we are, as far as where's male birth control at, you feel me? I feel like we really need that, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's called a vasectomy, sir. Out of everything that's going on in this world, that's the only thing that's on your mind this morning, Mello? No, I'm not even going to hold you, bro. There's a lot going on, but I'm telling you, bro. I'm tell- I had a patent for the idea, like I said. What is it? Call it sunblock, you feel me? What is it? So it's like a male birth control, but it's like in the form of a lotion or a sunblock, you said? Exactly. No, nah, I'm saying it. it's a male birth control in the form of a lotion, and we call it sunblock, you feel me? Because that way we have Oh, block the but what about But what about I your daughters, you. Mello? I ain't get that far, but I'm not going to hold you. The reason why I wanted to get this off my chest, because, you know, I feel like the stuff that's in your skin cream, Charlemagne, can't be healthy. So I feel like you should throw that in the male birth control. Come on, help your community. Salute, salute to Dr. Natasha Sandy. Her polished products are amazing. My skin is flawless. I hear you hating, Mellow. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, yo, DJ Envy. Good morning. Charlemagne the God. Top of the morning. This OG Ron from Best Stop Brooklyn. What's Peace, OG on? Ron. OG, what up? Get it off your chest, brother. Hey, check this out. I got a 16 for the people, man. I'm pushing that culture and hip-hop forward. Just going to leave y'all a little something to vibe to. Check All right. me out. Go ahead, go. Check it. Hit the booth, then I'll take off. Sixteens out of space, dog. Switching styles like I'm on a script. Out in Cali with a six four. What you need, I can get it for you. Key players I can connect to. Body bags and some hot wheels. Ice dancing in the necklace. Well prepared for the next level. Shouts out to the process. The title shot handed down on my take my crown in this grind fest. Techniques is insane. Different type of pen game. Your boy hot like the third rail. It ain't hard to tell that his price change. Understand okay. that's a takeover. All right. All right. Ooh. 50 color red rover. Hip real, I'm son, I've been a threat. It's just hard okay. to check with my persona. Heavy smoke is in the air. All right. This is the year to get Ooh. back in you. Okay. All it's right, been buddy. a long time. I shouldn't have left Yo. you without a dope beat to step to. <laughs> Time's up. Sorry, Sorry I, I left kept you. Whatever. All right, brother. <laughs> Check me out. Check me out. OG Rob 718 underscore, baby. Bringing that yes, sir. rap back. That's on, that's on Facebook, right? No, that's IG, baby. Oh, IG, my bad, my bad. Black Planet. 718 okay. underscore. Hit me up, man. I'm doing some big things in the street right now, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can smell the fresh construction Tim's he about to break out for the <laughs> summer. I can smell the denim short pants he's going to wear with him. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Sinitra. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Mama. Get it off your chest. Today is my 30th birthday. Hey. I'm to try to call. I just got off work. I can't believe I actually got through. Like, this is crazy. You Happy threw, birthday. you threw, you threw. Where are you calling from? Crazy. I'm calling from Detroit. All right, what up, though? What you doing for your birthday? Honestly, I really don't have any plans like that today. I have a client, and then I got to go back again to work tonight to my other job. What kind of client? What do you do? I do lash extensions. Hey, lash extensions. okay. That's okay. a good That's a good business. Well, try to Can celebrate, do something. On Instagram? Yeah. 
Um, you guys can follow me at Pebbles. That's P E B B L E Z. Dot Eskimo E Z K I M O lashes. Okay. Well, have a great birthday. Thank you. Do something for the weekend. Celebrate somehow, some way. I'm gonna do something with my family. Okay, mama. Thank you. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, get it off your chest, bro. Hello. Yep. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, uh, I wanted to uh, just talk about what happened yesterday. My name is uh, Pepper. I'm from Queens. What happened yesterday, King? Yeah, so uh, good morning, Charlemagne. I'm sorry, guys. I'm being uh, rude here. Good morning, Envy. Good, good morning, morning Charlemagne. Peace, What's King. Up, bro? What happened yesterday? Yeah, so uh, I'm driving in the Bronx, and uh, I saw this guy. He was trying to talk. I thought he was trying to talk to this girl. And um, he was going to make a left in front of me, and then he made a U-turn. And uh, he started talking to her, and she looked like she was scared. So um, I was going to mind my business and keep driving. But then I saw him. He pulled out what, or he lifted from his passenger seat what looked like a, a big water gun. And he rolled down his uh, passenger side window, and he pointed at her. So uh, she got scared. And uh, I'm sitting there watching this, and um, I basically uh, interfered from whatever he was thinking about doing to her. Well, I'm glad you was there, King. Word. You're doing what you're supposed to do. That's what we're supposed to do as men in our society. We got to protect and provide uh, for women, even when they're not our significant others or our friends or family. That's what we got to do. Fact. Right. So, you know, I was like, what if that was my sister or my mother or my daughter? That's right. You know, out there, yep, and, and you got this guy in, in his in his black uh, CTS with Georgia plates. You know, just lucky that I'm not her family, man. You know, I felt bad for her, so I took her to the train, made sure the sister was safe. Well, good job. Now, I'm brother. glad you did that, man. I'm glad you was intentional about that, because I'm not gonna lie, my anxiety has been really bad, and it's so crazy that it's been really bad out of, uh, because of a project that you know. <laughs> I assisted in, in getting out, but, you know, the Finding Tamika project on Audible, because even Thank though you, I knew that, you know, missing black women and missing black girls was a thing thing, mm -hmm. it's really a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like they make up, I believe, 30% of all missing cases, mm. maybe even 40% now, but they only make up like 7% of the media coverage. So we don't see it. Mm -hmm. We don't see it as much as we should. But, you know, when you hear stories like that, man, you know, I'm very alert to a lot of those situations now i even saw somebody i saw a woman protect a young girl from getting kidnapped mm. you know a couple weeks ago and I, I i know somebody personally whose daughter just recently almost got wow you know kidnapped so yes look wow. alert man let's take care of our own well get it off your chest 800-585-1051 when we come back we gotta take all right when we come back we gotta talk about mike tyson Imagine somebody trying to fight Mike Tyson, pulling out a gun, and Mike Tyson does the total opposite thing you think he would do. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. So imagine attending a comedy show. You sit in front row, and a guy sees you and uh, says he wants to fight you. They say, okay, they call security and they try to kick the guy out. The guy pulls out a gun. What do you do? Uh, 
right. There you go. What? Well, we didn't have to play that audio. I was explaining yeah, what, it. Did you tell the people what happened? I, don't I was know trying what that to explain it. I mean, I saw it, so I know what it was. But. Yeah, so Mike Tyson went to a comedy show out in California. A guy came up to him, and I guess he might have been a little drunk, intoxicated, said he wanted to fight Mike Tyson. Now, listen, when, when, when people walk up to Mike Tyson and say they want to fight Mike Tyson, I'm sure they don't actually mean it. I'm sure that a lot of boxers get that, a lot of wrestlers mm-hmm. get that, some gangster rappers get that. We've heard those stories. So security came up to uh, remove the gentleman. The gentleman pulled out a gun. Not so, on Mike, on the security. On security. And, yeah. and everybody backed up. Mike Tyson did not move. He sat in that chair calm. Well, I mean, the guy was really far away from Mike, but I'm I'm sure Mike is a person who's, in his mind, he's seen everything but death. I'm, I'm sure he's not afraid of that. So um, the guy came back over to Mike Tyson and... Mike, Mike called him over. Yeah, Mike called him over and then Mike gave him a hug. Yeah. Gave the brother a hug with a, with a pistol on him and everything. Mike Mike does not fear anything. Mike gave the brother a hug and then the gentleman walked out. Mike, Mike, I'm sure Mike's mindset is I've seen everything, you know, but death. And in that moment, that's what that dude needed. He needed love. He just needed, he, that's what he wanted. He just wanted some love and some uh, uh, validation from Mike Tyson. Mike gave it to him. All right. Now, we also got to congratulate the real Morris Chestnut. Uh, not Charlemagne. Morris Chestnut, the real one. You know him in The first Best Man. Hmm? First of all. Hmm? Go ahead. Finish. All right. So we know him from The Best Man, not from The Breakfast Club, but you know him from Boys in the Hood. Morris Chestnut gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So congratulations. Drop a bomb for Drop Morris Chestnut. Drop on a clues bomb for Morris Chestnut. Okay? Drop on a clues bomb for Morris Chestnut. Everybody was hitting me yesterday. Nobody was hitting you. Could you stop you and lying, let me talk, man. please? Everybody was hitting me yesterday Nobody. saying congratulations. And it's strange. It's like y'all can't read. Don't just look at the picture. Because the headline clearly says Morris Chestnut received star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like, stop blowing up my phone and my social media saying congratulations to me. Bro, nobody, okay? nobody. Nobody was congratulating. Well, nobody must be everybody then. Because all I got was a bunch of congratulations saying, congratulations on your star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And that's disrespectful to Mars. And it lets me know that y'all can't read. Okay? All right. Well, Insecure star, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Saronis J. Jackson? Did I say it right? It's Saronis. Saronis J. Jackson. Uh, He did an interview and he said that uh, he wants to fight Trey Songs. And like some of them, I mean, some of them be doing crazy. Violet, like I said, has some run-ins, and they do that thing where they're trying to sell this tough guy scene like this one, Trey, Trey Songz, try to piss women, you know what I'm saying? But then we'll turn down the fade when it came up to him for the fade, turn it down. I'm not cool with n- like that. If he wants to fight women and stuff like that, and I, to me, I can't operate like that. Bro, I, I can separate the man from the artist sometimes. Sometimes it starts getting too a little too muddy for me. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. I do that. I'm like, it's unfortunate that, yeah. when you like, bro, I really with this shit for years, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Talented. I don't. I, I. I didn't never heard Trey said he wanted to fight women. Did you? I mean, that's that's Saron. I've never heard that, but that's Saron's personal experience. I can't. You know, uh. I wasn't there for that situation. Well, I've he, never. I've never heard that though. Well, he wants five minutes with Trey songs. And 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 uh, drop one of clues bombs for the guys next door podcast, man. That's what that's what Saron's was at. Salute to Mac Wilds, Mouse Jones, and Fly Rye. Hey, shout out to them. What up, guys? And also Drake, he pledges uh seven million dollars. That's right. That's a donation to uh, LeBron James's I Promise. I thought it was a million. What did I say? I said seven figures. That's a million dollars. You said seven million. I said seven figures. No, you actually said seven million. Oh, I meant one million. I was like, I don't want. I mean, that's a great donation. That is a huge. A million is a great donation, but you know, like, oh, a million dollars. 
I've been trying to figure out what I could do for, you know, obviously this moment. So I'm going to uh, myself and Eddie from Stake, we're going to dedicate a million dollars to the I Promise School, and I'm going to oh. come drop it off myself before the school. Wow. So. Wow. <laughs> Dropping a clues bonus for Drake. And drop on a clue bonds for LeBron James for having a school mm-hmm. that people can't donate to. We don't discuss that enough. No, not at the all. brother's got a whole school, man. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. When we come back, we got front page news. We'll tell you about rent hikes. Uh, 17% has jumped up since last year. We'll tell you the highest places to live and some of the cheapest places where rent is not as bad. All right. We'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. Have you taken a look at the general insurance lately? Switch to the general and you could save over $500 on your car insurance. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions. <laughs> you all right over Good here? morning. What's happening? How y'all feeling on this fine Thursday? Yes, we are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. and some scary news. If you're a renter, rent jumped 17% since last year. They're saying uh, apartment now is $283 more. Yes. They're saying the national median is $1,792, up 70, 17% from last year. Well, please don't get mad at nobody who doesn't care about geopolitical politics. Because, yes, there's people uh, in Ukraine that need aid. All right, but mm-hmm. people here dealing with that, and that's their priority. That's what they're thinking about. So please don't get upset with them. They said Miami saw the fastest growth. It w- growth it went up fifty five percent. They said the most expensive places to live is San Jose, mm-hmm. San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Miami, and New York City. They said the cities with the smallest rent increase were Cleveland, Minneapolis, and Detroit. They said rents just went up six percent. They're saying people are not getting paid more, but. Rents are going sky high and people can't afford apartments. And most of these apartments that we're talking about are studio apartments. Inflation is at an all-time high. You know, gas is at an all-time high. People are worried about how they're going to put food on their table tonight. People are worried about how they're going to put gas in their car tonight. People are worried about how they're going to pay their rent. Okay? Come the first of the month. Don't nobody care about what's going on no place else. Mm-hmm. Now, Moderna. Uh, do you care about Moderna and uh, what's going on with COVID? Do you? Not right now. <laughs> All right, well, COVID-19 vaccine, they say, performs well in children and adults. All right. Going down <laughs> Nobody really cares. Instagram, do you care about Instagram bringing back a chronological feed option now? They saying people are I don't off. even know what that means. All right, now it's... it's. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Well, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Nobody cares. All right, now this was sad. A driver has been charged in a car crash in Philadelphia that killed two Pennsylvania state police no, troopers. That's sad. And a pedestrian. She's getting donkey today today because it's a teachable moment. All right. Now, troopers uh, Martin and Brandon, they were hit and killed early Monday morning. They were on the side of the road helping a pedestrian. Uh, the person was driving. She actually posted a, a tweet that said, mm-hmm. if you ask me. I'm the best drunk driver ever. I'm the best drunk driver ever. And that was minutes before the deadly crash. That's right. This past Monday. Now she she is uh, her name is Jayana Webb. She's 21 years old. She's charged with the following: three counts of third degree murder, three counts of homicide by vehicle while DUI, three counts of homicide by vehicle, two counts of second degree manslaughter of a law enforcement officer, three counts of involuntary manslaughter, three counts of recklessly endangering another person, driving under the influence, summary traffic violations which include failing to drive at a safe speed. 
careless driving and reckless driving. You know, over the past week, it feels like um, I've given donkey of the day to quite a few people where alcohol was involved, alcohol and driving incidents. You know, it was the woman in Ukraine who called the, U- the, the Uber. No, there was a woman in Europe who called the Uber to take her to Ukraine to fight. Correct. And then it was the mother driving the nine-year-old, nine-year-old around drunk while he was in the backseat and the nine-year-old yep. told on him. I can't believe that we got to keep constantly telling people not to drink and drive. I mean, with so in many, 2022, especially with so many <laughs> options out there. <laughs> That's I mean, what I'm Uber saying. Uber and Lyft and taxi cabs. And the sad thing about this is, is you're bragging about tweeting and driving. If you ask me, I'm the no best such drunk thing. driver ever. It's like saying you're the best drug dealer ever. Like there's, you're going to prison eventually. And it's sad because okay? she's a young girl. She's gonna, a young woman. She's 21, 21 years old. You're gonna end up in jail or dead if you sell dope. There's no way to win that game and there's no way to win the drunk driving game. Like there's no such thing as being the best drunk driver ever. Eventually you are gonna hurt yourself or somebody and now look at this 21 year old girl yeah. in prison. And yeah. she you know she's never, she don't got no jail record according to her lawyer. She don't have no no criminal record, no jail record, no nothing. And look, one bad mistake changes one everything. One bad decision changes everything. My goodness. All right. Well, again, rest in peace to Troopers Martin Mack and uh, Brendan Siska. And also the pedestrian that was killed was Reyes R- Riviera Oliveras, I believe. She's 28 years old of Allentown. Or he is 28 years old of Allentown. So rest <laughs> in peace. All right. And that is your front page news. All right. Clear it up a little bit. Let me hear. Woosah, 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 I just think woosah. it's a teachable moment. Woosah, woosah. All right. When we come back, we got the icon, the legend, DJ Jazzy Jeff. He'll be joining us. Of course, he has the Bel Air podcast. You know him from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He's an icon as a DJ, a legend as a DJ. And we're going to talk to him next, all right? So keep it locked. This The Breakfast Club. Oh, and we're going to let him mix, too. Yeah, he's mixing today. He's doing a couple of minutes. If he don't want his job no more. Clearly, you don't want your job no more if you're letting Jazzy Jeff mix. But you don't really mix like that no more. Oh, no. shut up. He's an you're icon. Even a DJ. He's a le- you stop it. Envy. That's your name. Stop don't it. call you DJ. I don't know why people even call you DJ. Uh, they think that's your name, actually. They think your name is actually DJ. No, they think my first name is DJ yes. and my last name is Envy. They be like, DJ. No. Yep. It's, uh, anyway, but. Because they don't know Jeff. you for DJ. Shut up, man. It's Jazzy Jeff when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The legend. The legend. DJ Jazzy Jeff. Good morning, my brother. Good morning. How are you, man? I'm beautiful. I'm noticing a pattern already, though. Okay. You said that you had the best water you ever had in your life here at the Breakfast Club. Yeah, I did. And you also said that the new Bel Air show might be your favorite show ever. That, yeah. Yeah, listen, I'm, 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 I'm pointing in a positive direction. Okay, okay. <laughs> now we have Jazzy Jeff here who is on yes. my round, uh, Mount Rushmore of DJs. I think it's, uh, in my opinion, you know, I always go with Clue because Clue taught me how, brought me into this game. But I always say Clue Kid Capri and Jazzy Jeff are on my Mount Rushmore. Who's the fourth? Yeah. Fourth, I would probably have to say, would have to be Flex. Okay. Just on the radio aspect and what he was able to do on radio, kick a pre because he's just a legend. Jazzy Jeff was a legend and include from what he did in mixtapes. I would have to say those four. We might as well ask Jazzy who's his now then. That's usually towards the end of the interview question, but why not? Um, I always have to put guys like Flash up there Mm -hmm. because they they kind of inspired me Mm -hmm. to even make me think that you could do this mm-hmm. bigger than a hobby. So it would probably be like guys like Flash, guys like Theodore. And then I, you know, I'm friends with so many DJs, it's mm-hmm. really hard for me to pick because there's so many people that do what I like because I like a lot of different, you know, I'm really good friends with Kenny Dope and Louis Vega, you know, on the house side, you know, guys like Scratch Bastard, Newmark, mm-hmm. 
you know, DJ Scratch. So it's just, I'm just a fan of the culture. Right. Right. Isn't that Rushmore has like 20? So <laughs> What got you into DJing way back when in Philly? And how um, did you get into it? Because DJing is expensive. Oh, man. Oh, man. Listen, my most formidable years of DJing, I didn't own any equipment. Like, I bought records. Uh, every day, my mom gave me money for lunch in school, and I starved myself for four years of high school and, and bought records every day. She never knew that. I took my mom to Jamaica and walked her on the beach and told her that. Like, that mom, I never ate for four we never, years. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we didn't have a lunch in our wow. school. Yeah. We got out early, so I took the lunch money and just bought records. But I, I realized that records were the most important thing to a DJ. It wasn't equipment. You could find somebody who has equipment and sucks. If you got records and you're good, then y'all got a group. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, basically what it was. How did you know that? How did you know my future is in DJing? Oh, so I'm gonna I didn't. make this sacrifice. Wow. Didn't. You know, it was something that you did. Mm-hmm. It was a hobby that you enjoyed. We used to have block parties in Philly and I was probably about 14, 15 and did a block party with a thousand people and everybody was shocked because you kept everybody on the floor. Yeah, that's a hard thing to go in a space and figure out what the audience likes. That is one of the most grueling things in the world. And especially when you DJ for a long enough period, the music shifts. Mm You don't ever know when the music shifts. It's always one night when it slaps you in the face. What do you mean it shifts? Like it's a, like, like I, crunk goes to something oh, else? Oh, listen, or? I did Howard's Homecoming. Used to body Howard's Homecoming. And I went to Howard's Homecoming one year. Envy would probably know. And it was this typical setup <laughs> that you would do. You would play all of the new stuff. And then you drop into all of the classics. Yeah. And this is when the classics were Eric B for president. Nobody yeah. beats the biz. And I, and I dropped it and nobody moved. And I was like, wow, it's not there. It's, it's yeah, Eve's it. who that girl. Oh, knock if you buck now. So you always got to prepare yourself for that night that you realize that. <laughs> I did that one night with Benjamins. Ooh. I go to the club, I play Benjamin. I'm thinking the crowd, you know, it's Benjamin. I'm, I'm, <laughs> brr, 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 brr. And they looking at me like, yeah, yeah. New Yorkers are arrogant with what they no, think is classics, though. Is yeah, exactly. Yeah, but Benjamin, y'all still yeah. arrogant when it comes to what y'all think of classics because they Benjamin's don't. Benjamin's yeah. a classic? Yeah, it is. Oh. But it's still, I'm but, from the South, so it's like 60% of all black people in the South, yeah. our classics, they are different yeah, than yeah, what y'all true. might think is classic up north. And that is true. Regionally, like you go to a different city and they have their local songs yeah. that. Hit. I don't think people realize or understand the importance of a DJ to a group, especially in the era that we grew up in. There is no just Fresh Prince. It's Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff. There is no just Run DMC. It's Jam Master J. It's just no yeah. song Pepper Spinderella. What happened to the DJ in rap groups? Um, oof. The economy. I think, because um, I don't, I don't want to go too deep into this, but... Please, go when when. I'm about to say go as deep as you want, but then I have to pause that. But yes, go deep. In 1988, to me, was the biggest year in hip-hop. 40-something groups that released in 87, 400-and-something groups that released in 88. Like, it was like the explosion. And I think after that, people started to realize that Santa Claus wasn't real in the music industry. Mm-hmm. That the money wasn't coming the way that you thought it was coming. You know, there mm. were people that thought, listen, if I sell a million records, I'll never be broke. Once the money started getting tight, MC started looking at DJs like I'm not really trying to split my money with you. Wow. And I really think it was an economic thing that changed all of that. I, I read Will's book. Y'all never had that problem, right? No, I mean, y'all did no. go, you know, y'all had financial problems, but never, mm-hmm. you know, I got to cut Jazzy. Oh, no, no, no. No, Jeff. no. It was, you know, from the day that Will and I met, Will was like, I'm trying to be the biggest movie star in the world. 
And I was like, I'm trying to do music for the movies. So that was that was set well, in stone. Break that down. How y'all met? In Philly, in crews, you know, everybody kind of had crews. He was in a crew in Winfield, and I was in a crew in West Philly. Got a call one night to do a house party, and I picked up the phone to call my MC, and he wasn't in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, there's pre-pager, cell phone. Right, right. He wasn't in the house, so I went to do the party, and it happens to be mm-hmm. next door to Will. And he comes in the basement, and he sees me, doesn't see the MC. He's like, where's Ice? I was like, I couldn't get in touch with him. And he was like, you mind if I rock with you tonight? That night turned into another night and another night, and it just never stopped. Interesting chemistry. I read that in the book, and I was like, man, God really be, his divine alignment is incredible. Yeah, a lot of times. Do you think about that? That's the night that literally changed both y'all. Oh, completely. Yeah. What if Ice would have answered the phone? Mm -hmm. Right. All right, we got more with DJ Jazzy Jeff when we come back. Matter of fact, I'm going to step to the side and let Jazzy Jeff do a mini mix right now. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You're a liar. Uh, nope, this is the, this is all Jazzy Jeff. It's the Breakfast Club. Oh, your job is a wrap. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yee. Well, I know we're here talking about Bel Air. Yes. And you are the host of the official podcast. And I was telling you, I've watched, I haven't seen the ninth episode. Mm. I saw the first eight. But it is interesting to watch the show and then listen to you break it down on mm-hmm. the podcast and talk about some of these subjects. So first of all, how involved were you in the show Bel Air? Not really involved. I was one of the people that saw the trailer, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning and Will saw it and 30 hours later he called um, Morgan and said, we need to do something. That um, is so fascinating because how I often love that. does that happen? I, lo- I, I love this story to the point that I hope that this inspires people in their garage right now to take matters into their own mm-hmm. hands. Mm-hmm. Like just shoot it. Don't wait for, you know, someone to give you the green light. This brother just came up with an idea to reimagine a intro and shot it. Mm-hmm. Your character is super cool on there, too. I love that. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad that I didn't get the car. We didn't have that, the budget that they had. I was going to ask, when y'all shot the original, you moved to L.A. to, to shoot your, your scenes? Or oh, no, was, I commuted. Or back and forth. I commuted. I wasn't. Because you were was, still on the road. Yeah. It's amazing, right? When you think about the, the oldest show, it's like, that role seemed so small, but it was so big to us as hip hop heads. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's Jeff. You know what I mean? Yeah. We always wanted to see you on there. Yeah. <laughs> even, even, even though we know you're getting thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> what did he throw you out to? Was it a match? A mat. It, it was, was a, a mat. It was a mat. And I jumped. And every last one of those takes were easily 50 jumps. 50 so jumps. I would be black and blue after doing it. The, the reason why it got to the point that I kept wearing the same shirt is I was like, I'm not doing it no more. more. Yeah, right <laughs> <in the point. laughs> I ain't doing it no more, man. Y'all killing me. Now, one thing you were talking about on the podcast is Carlton and uh, Will's character. And Carlton is very evil. <laughs> it feels like at first on this new series, like way darker than I yeah, expected. Yeah. What did you think about that? I think the thing that I really enjoyed about this show is I felt like, because I was skeptical in the beginning, Somebody picked up the Fresh Prince in the 90s, moved it to 2022 and said, what if this was real? And every last one of these characters, this is how they would be if this was real life. Mm -hmm. Carlton absolutely would be on drugs. (laughs) Like He would absolutely be on all in white kids. He would would absolutely be on drugs. He got on my nerves so much while I was watching it. He did a good job. He did. He did. Like, and I told him that that was that's a sign of a good actor or actress 
when people don't like you because of your performance, you nailed it. <laughs> does, does Will consult with you about movies and TV shows? Because I saw that you said you were confused about the I Am Legend sequel. No, like, no. I, I get excited about that. Okay. You know, when even thinking about the idea of that, because that was one of one of my favorite movies, you know, that he did, that the potential of him doing something else. You know, a lot of times, you know, he'll just call and say, I'm going to be in such and such for about six months. Mm -hmm. Like, he won't even tell me what he's shooting. It's like, I'm going to be in such and such for six months. Just come down. So, yeah, I, I hope it's a sequel. What what do what does the Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff do to, I don't want to say preserve the legacy because it's, it's preserved already, but just to, you know, show everybody this is what we did. The like Kanye, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Memorialize it almost. I never stopped doing what I've been doing. I don't think that I have done what I'm supposed to do here yet. Mm. And I don't know what that is. I'm I'm moving forward, you know, until I until I find out what that is. Mm. The one thing about DJs in our industry, we don't own our own, right? Like mm -hmm. we don't own the turntables, we don't own the headphones, we don't Nothing. own the mixes. Have you ever thought about creating your own? Because you're such a turntablist? I have helped so many of the companies develop products, have designed products. But you're right. It's never an ownership thing. I've always thought about that. But sometimes trying to do something like that alters your main goal. How would you define the state of DJing? And, and what role do you see DJs playing in the culture today? Well, that changed dramatically over the past two years. Mm -hmm. Really? It changed for the better for some people and extreme worse for others. There will be times that the club scene isn't banging in the United States and people will go to Europe. This was the first time that the whole world shut down, so there's no place to go. Mm -hmm. And what happened is it evened out the playing field. And it was who who wants to do something. You know, somebody like D-Nice got on and started streaming and basically changed everything. For DJs? Oh, completely. So. Okay. I was one of the first people to get extremely sick from COVID. Ironically, is this week two-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. But I remember when D-Nice went on and I was pretty much on my deathbed watching him. And that was the only thing that made me feel good. Wow. You know, because he's playing music. But but I realized it's like he's playing music on his kitchen counter because he's kind of like, I don't know what's going on in the world. And the only thing that's going to calm me down is me playing music. And then you look up and Oprah's on there and mm -hmm. Ellen DeGeneres is on there and Michelle Obama's on there mm -hmm. because everybody needed music for that. Mm -hmm. And then once everybody started streaming there was a couple of aha moments for me that it's like I'm going around playing for 2,000 people in this club and this club or I can stay home and play for 50,000 people all over the world. Mm -hmm. I have zero desire to be in a club right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it took a lot mm -hmm. for me to admit that mm -hmm. because my life was in the club. Mm -hmm. You know, I started realizing when I go to San Francisco and I call my... DJ friends like, yo, I'm in town. Where you at? I'm at the Mighty tonight. All oh, cool. What you doing? I'm getting ready to go to dinner. I'll meet you. And they go to dinner. You know where they never come? They never come to the club. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they don't have a desire to go to the club. But then I started thinking, how do people who don't go to the club hear good DJs? The only place you're going to hear a good DJ is in the club. Nah, that's Until real. now. Yeah. I go to the club because you get a young DJ that plays a record that's local. Yep, yep, like the yep. club rings off on yeah, that yeah. you could bring to I the give you that. So I do that as well. Yeah, but on both sides, because the thing that I found interesting, 
D-Nice didn't play one new record. No, not one. Not one. D-Nice was playing music for us. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt that the adult marketplace, we are the least served. That's right. We don't have nothing. Either I got to dress like my son or I'm wearing sketches. <laughs> but I'm, I ain't trying to do either. You know? So it's kind of, you trying to figure out what to wear. You know, we don't necessarily have clubs. And right. the whole club quarantine thing was for us. Mm-hmm. And I think it woke a lot of us up. I wonder if we were taking our culture for granted. And when you look at what happened with COVID, the D-Nices, the Verses, it made us appreciate our era more. Oh, 100%. Two things that I that I, that I saw, there were no young DJs streaming. All the young yeah. DJs were waiting for the club to open back up. I was sick to the point that I said, if we are back to normal within a year, this is the biggest scam in the world. Mm. I can't be on my deathbed in a global pandemic and a year later we're back. And you mm-hmm. couldn't even get tested right then, right? Oh, like, listen, yeah. I, they didn't know what I had. Mm-hmm. Damn. The last show that I did before the world shut down was Ketchum, Idaho. And and I had I, I had just come back from an Asian-Australian tour. So, I mean, it's Ooh. ringing in my ears. Like, I, one of the last two dates, you know, I was in Hong Kong and landed in the airport. And I always like to get the data from somebody there. Like, I'm not trying to hear the news. What's going on? Dude is 6,000 miles away. You know, we dealt with SARS. Everybody wears a mask over here anyway. It's not that bad. And I was like, okay, cool. And the next morning when I left, the airport was under bubble wrap. And I left Hong Kong, flew to Jakarta, turned on the television, they shut the Hong Kong airport down. Like, I just got out. But I was just kind of like, okay, I got back home. I'm good. Went to catch him Idaho and literally stayed in my room, did the show, went back to my room, flew home. I'm home. I'm off for two months. But I looked at my wife and I said, I don't feel good. And she was like, what's wrong? I said, I just a little achy. It's like, all right, we got all the stuff we need. Go home, take a shower. I don't remember the next 14 days. Wow. Wow. You know, and I had double pneumonia, pneumonia in both of my lungs which later I found was a symptom of COVID, Mm -hmm. but they weren't testing. Mm -hmm. Like the doctors told me to go home and sit still. Your life depends on it. All right, we got more with DJ Jazzy Jeff when we come back. Matter of fact, I'm going to step to the side and let Jazzy Jeff do a mini mix right now. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You're a liar. Nope, this is is all Jazzy Jeff. It's the Breakfast Club. Your job is a wrap. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. That was a DJ Jazzy Jeff mini mix. He's in the building. So we were just talking about COVID and that you got COVID. Did, you, did your wife get it? Did your kids get it from you? My wife did. You know, she lost her taste and smell for a day, and that was it. Kids, you know, she kept the kids out of the room, you know, because I was in such bad shape. She didn't want them to see me like that. But coming out of it, she got a call from a journalist that, said, I'm calling to find out how Jeff is, which we never told anybody I was sick yet. Mm-hmm. And he said, the last show that Jeff did was the nation's first hotspot. And 50 people that were at the event that he did died. Damn. Holy cow. You know, so now I'm looking at my, which I'm happy they didn't tell me because that would have psychologically got me. Mm-hmm. But now I'm looking like, wait, I had COVID? So. No, glad we glad you're here, brother. You, you still, de- you say you don't DJ as much. Now when you DJ, what's the difference? Do you still cause do you still walk through the crowd? You can't give people high fives. And everybody wanna talk. 
Oh, Everybody want to talk. Get to the point where I, I be turning <laughs> my back sometimes. And I want to be rude. But I'm like, bro, COVID still exists. Yes, absolutely. So what do you do now? I only recently started doing dates. Uh, you know, the streaming thing has been amazing for me. And I'm being very, very selective on the dates that I do. I don't, I'm not really doing club dates. You know, anything outside, I'll consider. Question, I want to talk to you about, uh, you said, you know, 88, and you talked about how they systemically got rid of the DJ, right? You think that they systemically changed the tone of hip-hop as well? Because one thing, I, one line I always appreciate in summertime is when um, it says, you know, the, the hardcore has gotten a little bit out of control. And it seemed like it went from that to, like, self-destruction. We all in the same game to straight gangster rap a couple years later. Yeah. Do you think that was systemically done too? Um, I think they would have followed happy rap to the mountain if it was making the money that the negative stuff was making. Mm. A lot of the decisions that were made on the direction of music had zero to do with music. Had mm. everything to do with money. With money. Yes. Wow. So once they started doing the gangster rap and they said, well, this is what's selling three, four million records. I mean, you, you, that was that is what woke the white kids up in the suburbs. Yeah. You on, know, on like, tour back then, did y'all have many problems though? Because y'all weren't the gangster rap. Y'all weren't that. Did y'all have problems? We had more problems than anybody. Prove yourself. Like just, it, you know what it was. It well, first of all, I I, I love Charlie. Charlie Mack. Charlie Mack. Mac. Um, Charlie had to learn that his job was to be a problem solver. You know, I, I used to joke that Charlie was schlocking somebody in two seconds. As soon as you say something, schlock, and then everybody's fighting. I love reading uh, Will's book because it's like Charlie would fight anywhere, South Africa. Yeah, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, listen, I love Charlie. I've seen Charlie stand up to a lot of people. Does the evolution of that whole crew, does it ever blow your mind sometimes? Oh, completely. Yeah. You know, people have gotten married, people have gotten divorced, people have kids. It's really wild that Will and I still will have that conversation. Like, he will look at me like, do you believe this? Do you talk to the Willie Lama about finding your purpose? Because you said you haven't found your purpose yet. No, not we don't really get into those conversations. We'll, you know, if we do, it's it's really kind of a general conversation. Like I don't really call and say, hey, you know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, my purpose. I went to his house one time and we were talking, and he looked at me and said, you know, I'm starting to realize that some of the ways that I structured my life, I was wrong. And I think the one thing that I always gave him credit for is he's very good to accept when he's wrong and pivot. I'm more of a thinker. I'm more of, I got one life. How do I want this life to go? I want to be extremely happy. You know, there's a lot of stuff that don't mean a lot to me like it used to. Mm. And as that started to come down, my happiness started to go up because mm. you start realizing that, you know, I got 2,000 pairs of sneakers and, and two feet, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you just, you, you, you start understanding what's more important. So you yeah, feel I, like you're extremely happy now? Oh man, I am probably happier than I've ever been. That's great. Um, you know, especially especially after these past two years, because I was listen, I was doing 160 dates a year because you thought you were supposed to. You know, you got to go out money. and get it. You got to yeah. go and get it. Did your relationship with your wife evolve from you being home? Oh, listen, my wife saved my life, mm. especially knowing you know what it was, and she laid next to me every night. Mm -hmm. But she was the one. You know, she kept everybody abreast. And what was going on? Because I was I was gone. I like I didn't know. You know, she had picked up the phone and really started having com tough conversations with people. 
um, about wills and estates and all. But that just stuff. you know, like you know, like Will said to me when Lynette called me, I knew something was wrong. Damn. My wife and I have a saying: I know who I marry. <laughs> we do not expect anything other than who we are to each other mm -hmm. and that enables us to really enjoy ourselves and once you know listen once i came out of that i'm like listen get the kids bike let's open up the pool you know we are going to have the summer of our lives and it's just going to be us right. i feel like i feel like everybody's purpose is service to others man and you've done a phenomenal job Absolutely. being of service to the to the culture of hip-hop so yeah man i appreciate it uh, Thank you for joining us. Oh, one last thing. Would you like to see Jazzy Jeff end up with Hillary Banks? Would I like to see Jazzy Jeff or well, Jazz? Jazz. Jazz. I, you know, I kind of think that's going to happen. They already dabbled. Mm -hmm. They dabbled more than I dabbled. Yes, they definitely did. <laughs> so, you know. It's so I, weird to see it. Yeah, it was It was definitely different. You I'm think like, that was okay. a cool plot Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be a reoccurring thing. Well, thank you, OG, for joining us. Always, man. I appreciate, appreciate you guys. You, watch you every morning and listen to you every morning. So I appreciate being here. Thank you for coming, brother. Make sure you check out the uh, Bel Air, the official podcast. Mm -hmm. Hosted by Jazzy Jeff and Ida. Aida. Aida yeah. Osmond. That's right. Yeah, shout out to Aida. She's on um, yeah. Rap-ish, right? Yes. The Easter yes. Ray show. Yep. So that's dope for her. So yes. shout out to her. I wish she could have been here too, She's but dope. I'm sure she will at some point. Yeah. All right. It's Jazzy Jeff. DJ Jazzy Jeff is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Shout out to DJ Jazzy Jeff for joining us this morning, an icon, a legend. Yep. I can't believe you let him mix twice on this radio. He's a legend. He's a legend. That's yeah. what he's supposed to do. So if you, don't have a job, if you don't have a job tomorrow, that's all good. I'm securing my own. All right, but let's yeah, get to the rumors. Yeah, not with DJing, though. I sure am. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, Wendy Williams, she wants her damn money! And she's asking for it. Asking questions about my money. And when I began asking questions about my money, suddenly, Lori Schiller has got no response regarding my money. I want my money. This is not fair. And Wells Fargo has no questions and answers with regarding my money. This is, this is not fair. And Lori Schiller and Wells Fargo have this guardianship petition about keeping me away from my money. This is not right. I have no idea who Lori Schiller is, but I'm assuming she works at Wells Fargo. Yeah, I'm sure she does. I and have no idea what's going on here. I can't follow any of this other than when you can't get her money. Yeah, they said they froze her account. She can't get her money, and they just want to make sure that she's, I guess, in, in a good, healthy standing before they uh, open back up those accounts. She has more to say. And this guy named Bernie Young, I know for a fact that Bernie Young used my American Express card to hire an attorney to file a petition against me. That was done with my American Express card. A former doctor had medical information about me that I never even got. It was sent over to Lori Schiller. I fired the doctor and again, all I want to know is where is my money? This is not right. So Bernie Young is her ex-manager. That I know. Mm -hmm. So is she saying that he was spending he was, her money without her permission? That's what she said. She said okay. the fact that Bernie Young used my American Express card to hire an attorney to file a petition against me. This was done with my American Express card. And I guess she didn't know. I wonder who has access to her money. I don't think anybody right now. 
Because the only person that would have access would be her and mm -hmm. her team. Maybe her son, because her son is of age right now. But, mm. I mean, it seems like he's taking care of her. So, she just wants her money. She wants to be able to, to buy what she wants to buy, use her money for whatever she wants to use. And and I'm curious to see if, if she could pay staff now, if she could pay for her mortgage or her rent. No, she, she said could she, pay those a couple, other bills. A couple months ago, they said she couldn't. I don't know about now, but. Hey, man. Send the Wendy Williams Healing Energy. Mm-hmm. Now, also, Miami. Y'all done did it now, Miami. Uh, alcohol sales have been banned after 6 p.m. during curfew on Miami Beach. Not mad at that. The city, 6 p.m.? Not mad at that. Why? When you hear my donkey today, four after the hour, and you think about a couple of other donkeys I did this week, people not being responsible with alcohol for whatever reason nowadays. Probably, maybe they never really have. Yeah, but do you blame it on the restaurants? Do you blame it on the bars? Because they still got to eat. They still got to make Oh, the money. restaurants got to stop serving? Yeah, they're saying. Well, they're I saying thought you said liquor stores. No, it says alcohol sales banned after 6 p.m. during curfew. Curfew for what, though? Because they're curfew right now because of all the stuff that's been going on in Miami Beach. The shootings, oh, the people being hurt. All right. Well, yeah, once all the tourists get out of town, they'll get back to normal. This is in addition to guidance for businesses on admitting their last guests with a new t uh, time frame will ensure they leave by 12 each night of the curfew. Sales of alcohol are prohibited in the curfew area after 6 each day on Thursday, March 24th, Friday, March 25th, and Saturday, March 26th, which is foul. For those businesses, those hotels, those restaurants, you know, it's, I, I think it's kind of crazy. I got to hear more. I don't know what's going on. I haven't heard about what's going on down there for them to do that. It's All the right. first I'm hearing about this. And Versus, they're announcing uh, some performances. They have some upcoming performances. Mary, Mary, and uh, BB and CC Wine. That's going to happen Easter. That's the Easter special, April 17th. You excited about that? Which one is it? Mary, Mary, and BB and CC Wine. Mary and BB. I feel like, yeah, I guess. I don't want yeah, I am excited about that. It'd be blasphemy to say you're not. That's like when you walk down the street and somebody hand you a pamphlet of Jesus. You gotta take it. <laughs> you gotta yes. Take it. I'm very excited but about they, that. Let's they, go. But when they hand you the pamphlet, you can't just talk you can't. That's what I'm saying. You put it in your bag or something, you put it in your pocket. You you say thank you, you keep moving. I'm not yes, yes, I am very excited. Yes. Mary Mary and uh BB and CC one. Okay, well May eighth. There's some have, singers there now. Yes. May eighth they're having a Mother's Day special. And uh May fourteenth, Onyx versus Cypress Hill. Onyx versus Cypress Hill. Wait a minute, wasn't all that stuff blurred? I just looked at it, it was blurred. They got it out now? No, well, maybe I shouldn't be telling you no more. Hold on, let me all see. Right, no, no, I wanna see. No. Hold on, do they have the nigga event of the century on there? Was that one on there? Look at it. Hold no, on. let me see. Let me tell you something. I don't want to tell you. I heard about a versus. When I say there's heavy nigga tree at work, <laughs> when I say that's going to be event with, an event with niggas going to Nah, Is that one on there? No, nah, no, nah, that's not that's not on there. You sure? Let me see. It's not on there. No, it's not on there. Hand it to me. Let me see. Oh, maybe they didn't put nah, that they didn't one. They put that there. one. I get, get both it is those. it is a blank versus blank, hosted by a blank. Oh, it's it's blurred out. It's still blurred out. Yeah, it's Memorial Day. <laughs> Memorial Day. Memorial. If if this is the one that I'm thinking about, right? If Swiss and Tim pull this off oh boy. for Memorial Day weekend, it is gonna break nigga Twitter. All you right. hear me? On a scale <laughs> from zero to ten. Low nigger tree to high nigger tree. Where we at? On a scale of zero to Soldier Boy on live. Okay. At any given time, smoking yes. a blunt. It's 100. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay? Oh, my I'm goodness. telling you right now, if they pull this one off, if that's the one I'm thinking for Memorial Day weekend, it's going to break nigger Twitter. All right. Well, I ain't say black Twitter. I said nigger Twitter. All right. Okay? Well, that is your rumor report. Now, who are you giving your donkey to? <laughs> You're stupid, man. I got to see it now. I need to know if this is happening. I'm excited. Uh, for after the hour, we need to uh, bring Jayana Tanae Webb, Webb to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Peace to the planet. I go by the name of Charlemagne the God, and I got your chance to meet the Breakfast Club. Just grab our free NFT name, Hopeful, and you can win a trip for two to meet the Breakfast Club in New York. For rules and to claim your free NFT, visit oneof.com by March 26th. Charlemagne, say the gang, dunk it other Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Thursday, March 24th goes to Jayana Tanae Webb. Man, God bless that young sister. She's 21 years old, and she's from Eaglesville in Pennsylvania. Uh, this young lady who, according to her lawyer, Michael Walker, is a first-time offender and poses no danger to the public, is now facing multiple crimes, multiple crimes, including third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter of law of a law enforcement, two law enforcement officers. Okay? What did this young lady do to end up in this situation? Let's go to Fox 29. Is it still Fox 29? Is it still Fox 29 affiliated? Yeah. Yes. Let's go to Fox 29 Philly for the report, please. Wearing the handcuffs of the two Pennsylvania state troopers she's alleged to have run down and killed, Jayana Tanae Webb of Eagleville is walked out of Troop K in Philadelphia to a state police SUV. The 21-year-old is charged with multiple felony counts of murder in the third degree, homicide by motor vehicle while under the influence, and manslaughter in the alleged killing of state troopers Martin Mack, Brandon Siska, and a pedestrian at 1 in the morning Monday on I-95 South near the stadiums. State police say Trooper Mack, 33 years old, and 29-year-old Trooper Siska were called to 95 for a report of a man walking in the left lane southbound as they were trying to get 28-year-old Reyes Rivera Oliveras of Allentown to the safety of their vehicle. Webb is alleged to have struck them. The force of the strike sent all three men into the northbound lane where they died. Citing two sources, Fox 29 is reported Webb was pulled over for suspicion DUI before the crash some two miles away, but the troopers left her when dispatched mm. to the man walking on the highway. Sources tell Fox 29 mm. Webb's blood alcohol level was twice the legal limit. This is this is unbelievable. And this is tragic for a number of reasons. Now, in the last six days, I've given Donkey of the Day to two people making poor decisions because of alcohol in vehicles. In particular, the woman who called Uber to take her to Ukraine to fight in the war. And the mother who was driving drunk with her nine-year-old son in the back seat, and that nine-year-old told the cops on her, as he should have. So if I'm paying attention to the signs, if I'm paying attention to the universe, clearly the universe wants me to tell y'all, do not drink and drive. I can't believe we still got to say this in 2022. There's absolutely no logical reason for people to be drinking and driving in 2022. What is the point of ride shares, people, if I have to get on this radio, okay, every day and tell y'all don't drink and drive? If I got to do that, I will and I shall, okay? Getting behind the wheel and driving drunk is the most irresponsible, selfish thing you can do because in situations like this, if you wreck and kill yourself, that's bad. It's horrible. You made a poor choice that ended your life. Keywords, your life. But when you get on that road and choose to operate a vehicle drunk, you're not just putting yourself in danger, okay? That poor choice to drive drunk absolutely involves others. Now, look, we've all been 21 before and made poor choices like this, okay? I almost lost my life driving drunk, and I'm not sure I was even quite 21 yet. And when I hear stories like this, the empathy hits different, and I get anxious because I think about how closely I could have came to dying or killing someone because of a poor choice, right? This young lady is 21, so when I go to her Twitter, 
and I see how much she she tweeted about being drunk over the last year. Uh, I'm thinking to myself, not only is uh, she young and making poor decisions, she might have a drinking problem. And she's running from something. That's what we don't discuss enough. The fact that a lot of people be trying to suppress trauma through drugs and alcohol. I know y'all think y'all just be getting lit and having a good time. But if you're getting drunk every damn day, there is an issue. Okay, now some of these tweets go as far back as September 2021. Would you like for me to read some? Sure. <clears throat> uh, she tweeted, I just woke up drunky and drunk and hungry ASF. I'm mad ASF. I woke up still drunk. I was so drunk last night. O-M-F-G-G-G-G-G-G-G. Lexi gonna try to get me drunk tonight. I know it. I get drunk and start saying anything. Yes, you do. I'm high key still drunk and I think a hangover is in effect. Yo, drunk me is funny ASF. Not so funny now. I'm still MF drunk. O-M-G. I'm so mad I can't get drunk, yo. Drunk and reminiscing be the worst. It's the fact that Tish and Charity more drunk than me. I honestly can't even drink because... In do even drunk OMFG. I was a drunk ass B in OMG. Drunk is me. I'm still MF drunk. I slept and still drunk. I'm over it. I want to get drunk again tonight. Do say don't get me drunk anymore. It is not the do say. Okay. On January 15th, 2022, she tweeted, If you ask me, I'm the best drunk driver ever. That's like saying I'm the best drug dealer ever. Okay, every drug dealer thinks they are selling drugs better than the people that came before them. Every drug dealer thinks they will escape jail. Ha! Ha! Okay, all right? That's not the case, all right? I need y'all to know something, all right? Especially you youngins. The first thing alcohol impacts is your judgment. Alcohol is absorbed into the lining of the stomach and then passes directly into the bloodstream and reaches your brain within minutes after drinking, okay? A person's judgment is the first thing to go. The first thing affected after drinking and drinking an alcoholic beverage. So, of course, you think you're the best drunk driver ever. Now, let's talk about how God, the universe, gave Jayana an opportunity to think about her next move. On 12.47 a.m., on 3:21:22, she got pulled over by cops. According to the news report, the same state troopers that she killed, okay? And for whatever reason, the state troopers let her go. And she tweeted out, why the cop pulled me and he say I'm doing 110 and a 50? Now... Her blood alcohol level at the time of the crash was twice the legal limit, so there was no reason for state troopers to pull her over and tell her she's doing 110 and a 50 and let her go. That moment right there is the moment you're supposed to pull over to the side of the road, okay, and leave your car wherever it is and call a ride share and come back for it the next day. She didn't pay attention to the signs. And moments later, she ended up uh, mowing down Brandon Siska and Martin Mack III and the pedestrian they left to go assist. Mm -mm -mm. Now Jayana is facing 18 felony counts, including two counts of manslaughter of a law enforcement officer. She is a young 21-year-old black girl in the Commonwealth state of Pennsylvania. They're probably going to make a real example out of her. Look, man, mistakes are a part of life. You can't avoid them. Mistakes are a part of being human. Appreciate, you know, mistake your mistakes for what they are. Precious life lessons that can only be learned the hard way unless they are fatal mistakes. In that case, others can learn from them. This is one we all got to learn from because I don't know how it's going to end up for this young sister. Uh, please give Jayana Tanae Webb the biggest hee-haw. Tragic, tragic situation. Very. And that's why my daddy always said trouble is uh, easy to get into and hard to get out of. Poor choice. Just that fast. Life changes forever. Mm -hmm. Changed two other families' lives forever. Yep.
Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Yeah, man. All right, when we come back, those ask... state troopers left behind wives, children. Mm-hmm. Very sad. His widow. See, uh, one of them has a widow. She's pregnant right now. Damn. <sighs> Poor choices. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next, ask C and E. Angela Yee is out. So if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call us up right now. 800-585-1051. We'll help you with your relationship if you need help. If you got some questions, again, ask C and E. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's going on? You, you can call me. It's time to ask C and E. Ooh, let's get it. Ask Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Call up now. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick, pick it, it up. up. It's time to ask CNE. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. All right, it's time for Ask CNE. Angela Yee is out, so you can ask us anything you want. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This Tati. Hey, what's up, Mama? What's your question for CNE? I I need a bag. You need a bag? As in money, or yeah. you want a pocketbook? The grocery store give you a free bag. What you want, paper or plastic? Nah, I need some money. What you call the a pair for? Bills, blue bills. You got a job? Nope. Y'all said call for anything, right? You what? Y'all said call for anything. No, we said relationship advice. You need you need a job. That's what you need. Oh, to she's coming. She probably calling for advice. What what do you need advice on? I don't need advice. She want money. Oh, you meant we said call for anything. So you was like, yo, you need a bag. Yeah. Yep. Y'all got it. We're gonna send we're gonna send you some bags. All right, thank you. Hey, take, All right. take this number down. You ready? Now nah, we're gonna send her some bags. We just get her address. You gonna send, send a bag? I'm gonna send her some bags. All right, we, he gonna send you a bag. He gonna send you, I'm gonna send you a bag. Get her address, Eddie. I'm gonna send her a bag. Everybody, you want my address? Yeah, but our producer gonna get it for you, all right? All right. All right. What the hell are you gonna send a bag with? I'm gonna send her a plastic target bag. <laughs> I got one in the truck right now. Watch. It's gonna be an empty plastic target bag, and she better appreciate it. I'm gonna give her what she asked for. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? It's Casper from Queens. What's up, bro? Peace, what's King. For CNE. So, me and the mother of my child, you know, we're having a lot of communication issues, and I'm just wondering, maybe y'all could give us some advice on how we could gel this thing together. What's the problem? On my part, you know, I would say maybe sometimes the little insecurities, like I don't get the reassurance I would feel I need and deserve. And on her part, maybe, you know, I don't listen to her. You know, sometimes I, I do say some bad, really bad things. I think y'all should just start talking through DM. I don't. I think you should just sit in the house with your phone and just start DMing her things that you want to communicate about. Nah. For, and I, I think y'all should just communicate through DM, and then after y'all have the DM conversation, then y'all can sit down to the table and have uh, the real face-to-face conversation. Because for whatever reason, people express themselves better through social media nowadays. Now, why, why are you having insecurities, brother? Um, well, you know, at times I just feel like she don't say those things. Like, she don't say, like, when I call her, she don't be like, hey, King, or, or like, you know, I don't, get <laughs> See? I don't get that love I feel I need to. You want you your post liked. You want her to like your no. post and leave comments on your post, right? Your insecurities are going to make you lose your girl, man. Don't, don't worry about that. If, if you treat her better, no. I'm sure she'll treat you better. You said she doesn't like the way you talk. She talk. You talk to her also that uh, you don't listen to her. Start listening to her when she's talking to you. Put your damn phone down. Ask questions. Why you li- find why- out more about her relationship? Find out about more about her feelings, and then I'm sure if you're more into her, she'll be more into. Why you, you not? No, no, no. Why are you not listening to what this king said? Because this is something that men aren't honest about. What men 
need validation. Right. We need mm-hmm. constant validation from our significant other. No, but, but she ain't validating him neither. They, they have to start somewhere. They got to both see eye to eye. If, he, if she feels like he's not listening, he's not into her, she's gonna not going to be into him. It's a two-way street. Man, start liking her posts on Instagram, Yo, King. Shut up, man. And let her start liking your posts on Instagram. You want validation. I feel you. I literally told my homegirl this yesterday. I said, and you know what's so crazy? My homegirl was saying to me that her man said, you don't be commenting on my pictures <laughs> and you don't be liking yeah. my posts. And I said, all he's simply trying to tell you is he wants validation. Validate your man every day and men validate your woman every day. Bro, they both got to start, but you got to start too. You got to start listening to your girl. Your girl is telling you what's wrong. So you start catering to her and she'll cater to you. You have those same conversations and say, let's start catering each other. And he's telling her what's wrong, but then y'all call the man insecure when he wants some validation. He said he was insecure. I didn't call him insecure. Oh. You're not insecure, King. I I know what you want. We want to we want to hear we handsome. We want to hear we want to hear. What'd you say? Going through the phone when you're sleeping is very insecure. Oh, that's all. Oh, see what you did. Oh, how are you, Queen? Good morning, Queen. I just feel like there's deeper insecurities when you feel like you gotta go through my phone. See? And you're not listening. You're not believing me. If I'm telling you, I'm not doing other things. I'm not stepping outside of a relationship. You should just understand that. Have you cheated before? Have you cheated before? Yes. See what I'm saying? Now let's get to the bottom of this conversation. You cheated on that man. That's why he feel the way he feel. Don't do us like that. At the time, but we were on bad terms. He was not. We were not together for a little minute, for a little period of time. Has that king ever cheated on? Has he ever cheated on you? Um, he's very secretive, so I wouldn't even know. Nope, don't try to put it on him. King, let me talk to that king, please. Let me talk to the king, please, queen. King. Yes. Have you ever cheated on her? You better say no. No, like I have not had it. Was, was he going to say yes anyway? Of course. Anybody. Since I've been with her. Y'all need couples counseling. Y'all should go to therapy, but you're wrong, Queen. You cheated on that man, and now that man is insecure. And listen, he you know, y'all are back together, so he clearly loves you and he's willing to deal with the fact that you cheated on him. But yo, you gotta make him feel secure. You gotta make him feel like you could be trusted again. Imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. That is facts. If you cheated on him, you should you should be doing what's right to make sure he That's feels right. secure. You should be making sure that he feels okay. That's Not right. Not being like, don't look through my phone. No, you cheated on him, you did him dirty, he's secure, insecure. He feels away. He really don't trust you. You gotta make him trust you. You're right, but I feel like the only reason that situation happened was because I wasn't being validated by my nah, man. Nah, you, you, you can't do don't that. Do you can't make an don't excuse. Do that. What you did was wrong. You, you can't did make it. an excuse. The reason I cheated was because of you. That's not right. Don't do that's that. That's not fair. That's that's actually gaslighting. you gaslighting him right but now. But I think what you said, like Charlamagne said, you should go to couples therapy where there is a quote-unquote mm-hmm. referee in between you. That's right. And that could talk yeah. you guys through it. This is very problematic. You are very problematic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you, know, you are very problematic. So, so right now, Queen, t- right. tell your king you love him. I love you. But, king, but, tell your but, queen you love her. And love you too, queen. But I do, I do want to tell your king too. You know, you can't hold that over her head. That she cheated. You that's know what right. I'm saying? If you don't you d- forgive her, you gotta let it that's go right. and forgive her. That's right. You can forgive, but you don't gotta forget. That's where the, that's where the trust issues are coming that you haven't forgot, but you have forgiven. So you can't hold that over her head all the time. But don't try to play that man like he just insecure for no reason. Give each other a kiss right now live on air, man. Live, give it kisses. All right. Have a good one. Thank y'all. Y'all appreciate y'all. 
Beef right. King. I, I can't believe her. You see how they try to gaslight right. us? I didn't think they so. They try to call up right. and just make it seem like the men are just wrong. You she right. ain't tell us the whole story. I'm right. I didn't know she cheated. She My didn't God. lead with that. He men, felt insecure. Men ain't I would feel insecure too. Men ain't insecure for no reason. When you give us valid reason to be insecure, cheating on us is one of them. 800-585-1051. Ask C&E. We'll help you with your relationship. Call us now. It's that time again. Ask Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Morning, everybody. Tell me I'm handsome, nigga. What? Oh no! I was, I'm sorry. I was having a off the off the behind the scenes conversation with Taylor, and we was talking about how men and women both need constant validation. And I was like, "Yes, tell me I'm handsome, nigga." You tell me I'm handsome. I ain't talking to you. I was just talking oh. in general. Me and, that's how me and Taylor talk to each other. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Morning, everybody. It's DJ. Don't be looking at me. And I wasn't. Me I mean, that's how I was talking to Taylor. That's how we talk. All right. Okay. Tell me I'm cute. No. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of CNE. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? It's Bray. Yeah, what's up, Bray? Talk to us. What's going on? At CNE. CNE, I just need some info. Um, uh, what should I do, man? I've been with my chick for 12 years, on and off a little bit. We got a child together. But every day, every other day, it's an argument. What y'all arguing about? She think I'm cheating. Oh, you think I'm out here swinging? Cause you, you? Cause you were, you were, you Are were. You? I was, I was in the past. You feel me? I, I got dirt. She got dirt. Tell me what the past is. What's the past? What's How the long past? ago? It's been, been over a year. <laughs> that's still real. <laughs> that's still recent. <laughs> those, and, those, and that's during the pandemic. Those wounds still fresh, King. What about her? When did she cheat? Let her tell it was 2018. All right. So yeah, y'all still got y'all still got fresh wounds. Y'all don't trust each other. That's all that is. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm just tired of the arguing. I don't I don't like all this arguing back and forth. Nah. But what is the argument for? Because she still to... she want to check your phone. They don't trust or... each other. Just, she don't even she don't even want to check the phones no more. She it's just if I go out the house, she automatically think I'm up to something. She just want to be laid up under her all day. I I can't do that. Well, guess what? You both earned that distrust that y'all have for each other, <laughs> sir. <laughs> All right, y'all both are in that. And, that. and and if y'all gonna choose to be together in the future, then y'all gonna have to let it go. Like some stuff in life, we really do complicate. You can't hold on to me, but then hold that over my head for the rest of my life. And Neither also, one of y'all can do that to each other. We gotta other. learn yeah. to grow up too. We gotta make sure that we done with that that boy life. We be like, look, I don't want to swing my meat anymore. I wanna I wanna settle down. And she gotta feel the same way. Well, not swing the meat part, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I told her the other day, like if you keep. You keep thinking I'm doing something, you just gonna push me away, then I'm gonna really be doing something. Don't use that as an excuse. That's not a good one. If you wanna go do something, <laughs> then break up with her and go do yeah, something. That's not don't a good use one. that as an excuse. But y'all got kids. But like I said, man, if y'all chose to still be with each other, you can't continue to hold that over her head for the rest of her life. You, she can't hold it over your head for the rest of your life either. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't hold it over her head though. You know, I, I know, I know what come with it. I know it's gonna come back on me if I. King, I need I you to did, I, I, be honest with me, King. Be honest. I'm sorry, I'm dropping. Be honest. Are you are you dipping out? No. Okay. It's well, been, it been it been since last year. He told you that. Last man. year was three months ago. <laughs> nah. Summer, so I want to say six months. Six, six months. You lied, man. Bro, you said a year. Get off my phone. To see the problem now. You lied. Get off my phone, bro. You're a fresh cheater. I can still <laughs> smell the vagina on your penis. What? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Why you laughing? Goodbye, man. What's up with us, man? What's up with humans, man? <laughs> humans, what's up?
Oh, my goodness. What's wrong with us? All right. Ask C&E, 800 If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call us now. Uh, now, when we come back, we got your rumor report. Tupac, uh, it seems like his childhood books are going for $300,000 at auction. We'll tell you about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's just so exhausting. What? To constantly get mistaken for Morris Chestnut. That is a lie. It's that's like a, unbelievably that's a, exhausting. That's a bold-faced lie. It's just exhausting, man. Y'all have no idea. Now, if you said Joe, <sighs> R&B singer Joe, I understand. Uh, uh, nobody has time for your hate, okay? I know what I look. I go through every day. All right. Well, right? You well, don't live my life. Whatever. I just want y'all to know that all unbelievably, extremely stunning, handsome black men with striking features and bald heads don't look alike. All Thank right, what, whatever. Well, we are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Pac. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. I just want you to know what? that you segued right into an unbelievably, extremely stunning, handsome, bald-head black man with striking features. Go. Now, Tupac's childhood poetry is expected to go up for $300,000 at auction. Now, Sotheby's is auctioning off an unpublished booklet of poetry written and illustrated by young Tupac. They believe the rapper created this book at just 11 years old, making it the earliest piece of his writing on record. Now, uh, they were gifted this uh, uh, poetry. They're saying... uh, well, let me bring that back. They said the auction house states Pac was gifted, making the earliest piece of his writing on record that uh, they believe it's uh, illustrations, it's drawings, it's a little bit of everything. You can actually see the actual illustration is a brother holding his hand up in the sky and his writings all around it. And they believe it will get up to close to $300,000 at auction. Okay. All what right. is that, NFT? I don't know. That's definitely <laughs> not an that? NFT. I don't know. Is that, how does that work? Definitely not an NFT. You just, you just buy the poetry? Yeah, this is actual poetry. It's the actual now, thing. You get to actually hold it, touch it, put it wherever you want to put it. Interesting. Ooh. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong? That's what, where's Angelia? That's what I hate doing rumors. Anthony and- Anderson shares a hilarious video. He was actually in Best Buy in New York City. He has an apartment out here. And I guess he was getting a TV for his new apartment and then realized, how am I going to get this TV back to my apartment? I don't have a car. And that's when some uh, nice New Yorkers decided to help, and Anthony Anderson decided to drive their vehicle. I have no idea who these people are, but <laughs> I'm driving their vehicle right now because I just went to Best Buy to buy some TVs for my new place in New York. And um, oh, wow. he offered to drive me home, but didn't tell me he had a friend in the car. <laughs> hey, hey, he's slanging that gas, too. I'm Alex. <laughs> that's Alex, and that's Charm right there. And I'm driving their car. But not only am I driving their car, what y'all need to see is that I'm driving, but the car is in reverse. All right, so if I don't make it back, or if I don't make it back to the set of law and order, uh, call the police. What's your name again? This what they look like. Anthony Anderson is uh, 51 years old, and it's not his first rodeo in New York at all, but somebody no. needs to call him and tell him that's not the move. I know he, he's just a kid from Compton. You don't jump in with no fresh TV and then no random car <laughs> New, and food. No, 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 no nice New Yorker. There are okay? nice New Yorkers. He made hey, it finally. Shout it, to yeah, him. he did, but that, that could have went bad for him. It did. It could have got lined up. Yeah. What's next? You going to tell him to go go to the nice spot called the Pink House Projects in Brownsville? <laughs> What's next, man? What are we doing here? My goodness. Like, stop. Now, also, Rupert Cross from Portland, he thought he had to come up, allegedly. Uh, He stole a U-Haul truck full with 1,100 pairs of Yeezys. Now, uh, this has a value of over $250,000. Now, I didn't know that, I guess, 
Sometimes Adidas use U-Hauls to carry their Yeezys around, and he knew that, and he picked up the truck. But it wasn't long until he was caught and arrested. So he's how arrested. would he know that there was on the back of that truck in particular? Though? I don't know how he knew, but he knew, and he I'm sure he thought he had to come up with a lifetime. That is a eleven hundred pair, eleven hundred pair of Yeezys before they were released. That's a lick. That is a lick. So he was uh, arrested and charged with ag- aggravated uh, aggravated theft and possession of a stolen vehicle. What happened to the sneakers, though? <laughs> I mean, Adidas got the sneakers back. Now let me just ask so you. They a question. sent them back to Adidas. Yeah, they, they're going to stores. I'm, pro- I'm sure Adidas is probably using that U-Haul to deliver them to certain stores. I don't believe them cops gave back all of them Adidas. They, they gave There's back some it. cops in wherever they where they at where they at, what location? Portland. There's some cops in Portland selling some Yeezy slides for the low right now. So you think it was 1,200 pairs of Yeezys? And uh, that's right. They, they only they turned in about 600. Oh my goodness. Now, what's the number one city uh, for pizza? Where has the best pizza in America? What do you say? Chicago. Detroit. Detroit. A new okay. study showed that the number one place to buy pizza is in Detroit. What up, Doe? They said uh, Motown is Doe Town. So for every 100,000 people that they checked, they said Detroit had the best pizza. I thought New York had, I mean, I, I thought that was the reputation for New York. Today. It was. I thought it was, too. But I guess not. Detroit took it over. Okay. Now, Joyner Lucas, he went on uh, Twitter yesterday, and he took a couple of shots at MGK, Machine Gun Kelly. He posted a picture of him and said... They got this goofy-ass headlining. Oh, my God. Shaking my damn head. They said, someone said, don't bring out the rap devil. Man, listen, laugh out loud. What my brother Marshall did to this igger. Machine Gun Kelly is light compared to what's waiting if you want to walk down that street with me. Ain't nobody worried about it who painted his nails. I don't know what's going on with Machine Gun Kelly and Joyner Lucas. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Okay. I don't even know what... what, what I'm what, telling you, Machine Gun Kelly, he was... uh. I guess Lollapalooza, he was closing the show, and Joyner Lucas got mad he was closing the show. Lollapalooza hasn't happened yet. But they announced who's performing. That's how he knows oh, he's performing. you said closing the show like the show happened already. I don't know. I said he's closing the show. That's not what you said. Are you listening to me? I am. Oh, you and so attention? is everybody else. <laughs> you said Joyner got mad that Martin Gun Kelly was closing the show. I'm not doing no more. I don't I'm know done. what the hell you're talking about. I'm done. Salute to Joyner and MGK. I'm done. I'm done. And that is your Do they know they're beefing? Yes, <laughs> they do. They posted it all over Twitter. Oh, okay. All right. Well, up next is the People's Choice Mix. 800-585-1051. Get your request in. Let me know what you want to hear. And uh, we'll get them on for you. All right? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. Have you taken a look at the general insurance lately? Switch to the general and you could save over $500 on your car insurance. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. WWPR FM HD1 New York. And iHeartRadio State. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy Angela Yee. Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout out to DJ Jazzy Jeff for stopping through this morning. Yeah, salute to DJ Jazzy Jeff, man. Make sure you check out that Bel Air podcast that he hosts with Ida Osmond. Uh, they air a new episode the day after each episode of Bel Air drops. So I guess they got one dropping tomorrow, right? Yes. Does the new episode tonight. of Bel Air drop tonight? Tonight. Okay. Yeah, tonight. So right. yeah, shout out to DJ Jazzy Jeff, the icon, the legend. All right, and when we come back, we got the positive notes. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh, I'm so excited. I just want to say I want to shout out to everybody out in Texas again in Houston. You guys have been supporting uh, this car show. The numbers are crazy. I can't wait to meet all you guys. Uh, if you don't know, I'm doing a car show in Houston this year. Well, one of the, the, the many that I'm doing in Houston, H-Town at the NRG uh, Center. And we're talking exotic cars, uh, celebrity cars, old school cars. It's New York versus Texas. And I got so many people coming out 
so many artists that are going to be pulling their cars out. So I hopefully you guys get your tickets. It's going to be um, rides, carnival games. We're going to be teaching the kids how to double dutch, monster trucks. NASCAR is bringing a car. The pit crew is actually going to teach the kids how to change tires fast. So a lot going on. If you haven't got your tickets, just click the link in my bio and get your tickets. And I can't wait to see you guys. And if you have a car and you want to put your car in the show, you can hit that same link because I want to see you know what Houston got in store because I'm bringing up all the New York cars. So you got a positive note, Charlemagne? I do, man. I said it earlier during the donkey of the day, and I just want to repeat it. It comes from uh, Al Franken. And Al Franken once said, mistakes are a part of being human. Precious life lessons that can only be learned the hard way. Unless it's a fatal mistake, which at least others can learn from. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?